0: So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today.
1: Hey, it's Jay, one of your DMs. Before this episode starts, I just want to give a huge shout out to someone in the tabletop role-playing game community who has made one of the coolest supplementary mechanics for 5th edition D&D. Sarah Thompson, aka Mustangs Art on Twitter, all one word, has created what's called the Combat Wheelchair, and as of August 28th, 2021, they've released version 3 for free. The PDF even includes some pre-made NPCs, short stories, subclasses, and more. We were so excited to try it out, and one of our NPCs in this episode actually uses the mechanics found in the Combat Wheelchair document. Please go check it out, follow Sarah at MustangsArt on Twitter, check out their Patreon, coffee, and everything they've done. And of course, the Combat Wheelchair, its upgrades, subclasses, and all related content is property and copyright of Sarah Thompson, a.k.a. Mustang's art. Please check them out. There are links in our episode description and Linktree. And now, on to the show.
0: Previously on Planet Arcana
2: Disoriented and far from wherever they blinked from the party finds themselves somewhere deep in the forest. Before they can compose themselves, branches break in the distance and from the foliage emerges linger, a man so handsome the party can't help but question him. He informs them that, though he can usually ride the blinks back to his temple, the party's magical interference threw him off the trail. Identifying the box as a possible culprit, the party tries unsuccessfully to open it before resolving to set forth and complete the trial's in place to guard entry to the temple. Their first trial involves sacrifice, and upon completing it and blinking to a new location, they meet another new face. This time, a scrawny, nervous woman by the name of Jane. She's lost, a bit janky, and covered in tattoos that appear to be burned into her. For their second trial, they are asked by a mysterious voice, or familiar voice in Celestine's case, asking the party to leave it in suspense. With experimentation, a God damn it heard across the fifth collide, a toss of an ax, and a prediction of the weather, they make it through. Though, for Celestine, not without another terse conversation with a familiar voice, perhaps the same voice he once heard in the networks. For their third trial, the party finds themselves at the mountain summit, a platform dangling before them, attached to a zip line that plunges far down. With a final act of surrender, in Riot's case, very reluctant surrender, they make it to the suspended temple, built high up in the canopy. There they meet effigy an android in possession of a prophetic foot. She tells our heroes that her fortune foreseeing foot had forewarned of guests, but that their intentions may indeed be felonious. With Effigy excusing herself to further consult her foot, Grim Jane takes the opportunity to attempt to turn the tide of suspicion toward Riot. Suddenly, a bang. Effigy is down. ...struck by a decloaked flying vehicle... ...out of which pour strung-out scrappers... ...with whom Grim Jane is apparently in cahoots... ...a fight ensues... ...and the party and Linger display some fancy moves... ...all the while struggling to keep effigy up... ...just as the fight seems to be turning in the party's favor... ...reinforcements arrive... ...and this time... ...their leader joins the fray... ...to one member of our party... His face is familiar, as is his voice, as he addresses Riot, directly haunting her. And now, headlong into the chaos. I can hear you.
3: I am listening. here and the
2: cacophony coming from all across the fifth collide
0: oh how i miss you my dearest darling i miss the clockwork the neon the networks
2: oh these metropolises,
3: these these Fodent, potent, f- desolate biomes Oh, the fun and games we have planned
2: but always with the promise that we are on a blinding path of success be tried
1: you will be compromised i repeat we've been compromised but do not despair you will see the world you will know planet arcana.
2: arcana you will find arcana. Arcana.
4: all it takes is a friend all it takes perseverance
3: all it takes is a little sweat all it takes is a key
1: so you stand at the top of this mountain in the suspended temple and time kind of slows in this moment here riot because you notice sort of a jarring familiar individual who stares back at you so you see a white man hanging out of the side of his aircraft his expression wild a gruesome mix of delight and rage he's clothed entirely in red leather the sleeve ripped off the right side only exposing his mechanical arm his short brown hair flops over one eye in the front. Anywhere you can see skin exposed from the neck down, he is covered with a network of those toppling lighthouse tattoos. And his right side, like Riot's, is completely mechanical. This arm is seemingly designed without any care for aesthetics, with wires and nodes protruding from engulfed mechanical muscles that make his right arm appear roughly three times as muscular as his left.
5: Riot... Oh, I thought this kind of thing wasn't uh, really your scene, but it's nice for you to tear yourself away from Pip long enough to join us. <laughs>
3: really sucks to see you, scavenge. <laughs>
5: Oh, baby, come on, don't be like don't that.
3: Don't you dare call me baby. You used to love that. Why don't you come down here and say that to my face? I would be delighted to.
1: As he says this, he's going to jump out of the owl. It's like hovering a little bit over the battlefield right now. And he kind of like jumps in so that he lands inside of the floating temple. He lands in a very cool anime pose, <laughs> like on one <laughs> knee and one hand. Um, and he looks up and he's going to raise his mechanical gun arm. Oh, he'll take one shot. Shot at Crater to start. Hmm, okay. That is a 17 to hit. Yeah, that hits. Okay, so you're gonna take 16 piercing damage. You're raging, of course, so that's down to eight. Okay. And then, he's kind of like looking between Riot and Crater here, trying to decide what to do. But Crater, you're standing right next to Effigy. He's gonna take another shot at you.
4: Shoot me, daddy, let's do <gasps> it. <laughs>
1: Oh <laughs> that is a twenty-four to hit. Jesus. Yeah. Okay, so you're gonna take another fourteen damage, half to seven.
4: Oh, this guy's strong. Okay.
1: Okay, and that's gonna wrap up Skubinja's turn. He just kinda stands in here and he uh he doesn't move any further into the into the temple. He looks like he's waiting, but he just kind of stands in his cool anime pose. <laughs> and that'll bring us to Linger.
5: I don't like the looks of this guy. But what I really, really don't like the looks of Is this person managing to hang off the edge of this cliff? I got some business (laughs) to finish. Uh, And he's going to, the person that he had previously like knocked over uh, by striking them with his wheelchair, they're like hanging off dangling with their fingers over the edge. We agreed in the last session that that's prone. So I'm going to crush this motherfucker.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We did agree. We did agree. Bending the rules against
4: your own DM. I love it.
5: (laughs) It is a 15
1: to hit. That hits. Yes.
5: Okay. So we're looking at 1d8 plus 3. Nine damage.
1: Linger, how do you send this guy yeah. flying off the top of this mountain? Okay. So right before he like rolls over their fingers, he looks down at him and he
5: just says, let go. Freaking rolls over him. And then he goes like, <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> Holy fuck. <laughs> fuck you, dude. Is he... Uh, Flies down oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) holy shit all right
5: okay then he's going to use his movement to roll past the sleeping one roll past effigy get next to crater and he's going to spend a freaking key point to level a flurry of blows against this motherfucker so here we go yeah 21 to hit for the first one hits and oh my god 22 to hit for the second one, so... <laughs> yeah. That's 10 damage. Total? Total.
1: <laughs> both, after those amazing rolls <laughs> yeah. I mean, it looks awesome, and also that's just, like, that's your bonus action, too. So you literally sent a guy fucking flying off a cliff yeah. and then yeah. just use your, you know, Hell little yeah. bit of extra juice. And, like, I use my key and, like, so you can see, like, Linger's real
5: arms just, like, laying into this guy and then Linger's, like, phantom form laying into him, too. And it it
1: looks really cool. It doesn't do as much harm as maybe he had hoped, but it's just... <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> it looks awesome. At the end of Linger's turn, is going to use a legendary action to use his ability, uh, static field. So you all see that from his like crouch position where he's like, I want to explain this anime stance very clearly. <laughs> so it's like a lunge, but his knee is down and he's got his opposite fist planted on the ground. And the other arm is resting on his leg, you know, like he's just done a cool landing. Uh, so you see, he now holds up his mechanical arm and you watch as sparks begin to arc up the shape of it. Uh, erupting at his fingers in a growing circular electrical sphere that puts his hair on end. And then, with a manic yell, he pitches his arm forward and the electrical ball detaches and goes hurtling at Linger. I'm feeling some chemistry, maybe even sparks between us. (laughs) Uh, And he did roll in that too, so... So, Skivinj is so taken off guard by that, that the sparks just kind of fly. But, uh, I mean, but the sparks fly. So. It's Linger's natural
0: beauty. <laughs> Linger's like, yeah, yeah. It.
5: I'm a taken man.
1: <laughs> spoken for? That will bring us to Crater. Is
4: Effigy still down?
1: Yeah. You guys brought her up, and then uh, one of the pronies put her back down.
4: Gotcha. Okay. The Skivinj fellow is toe-to-toe with Linger at the moment. So, I'm, I actually might... Bend down and pick up effigy because she's laying down. She's hot, eh? She's yeah. still got heat metal on her.
1: Oh, yeah.
5: yeah, yeah, big time.
4: She's also laying down literally at the edge of this cliff, so I don't love this. I might just pick up effigy and then run in behind Scavenge and maybe get like 30 feet back to maybe kind of the center and place Effigy down on the ground where she's not in the danger of falling down.
1: If you're carrying someone, you can only go half movement.
4: Okay, I'll go 20 feet then. Okay,
0: so with Heat Metal here, it says if a creature is holding or wearing the object and takes damage from it, they must succeed on a constitution saving throw or drop the object. So I think if you pick her up and drop her before my bonus action, then I think there'll be no damage.
4: Okay, so so I'm just like bouncing her between my two hands like hot 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 hot. I'm across this platform. And I'll just set her down in the middle of this platform so she's not in danger of falling off a cliff to her death. Yeah.
1: Okay. Cool. <laughs> is that your turn?
4: I'm assuming that's my action I have to do.
1: You can use your movement to carry someone it just it, it costs you half movement. Sorry, what I should say is it takes twice your movement to move. Yeah, you still I have an see. action just no movement.
4: I see. Okay, sorry, I yeah. misunderstood. In the middle of this platform, then, I am not going to move. Apparently, I have a javelin, so I'm going to use that.
5: (laughs) Tell us where this javelin comes from, please. (laughs) Yeah.
4: I have my slinky arms. I think there's just, like, a random fold where, like, there's a little glimmer catches my eye. And it's like, oh, what's that? And I pull out this giant javelin, like, oh, I forgot this was in here. (laughs) All right, well... (laughs) <laughs> Might as well use it. And then I'm going to throw this javelin at scavenge
1: Okay. Recklessly. Oh, oh shit. Yes. That's good, because if you didn't attack, you were going to use your lose your rage.
4: That's right, yeah. 15 plus 6 with 21. 21 hits. 21 hits. Wow, this is a very small dice and, that I'm not used to. It's going to be 11 damage with that javelin.
1: Wow, not bad. It, it hurts him, but uh, he doesn't look super phased.
4: How dare you talk to my friend like that, bud.
1: Where did you get that javelin?
4: Oh, that's more where that came from, bud. <laughs>
1: <clears throat> like, regains his composure a little bit. Is that your turn, Crater?
4: Yeah, I, I just want to make sure that I'm standing in front of Effigy, so Scavenge doesn't have a clear shot at her.
1: Uh, so that'll bring us to Celestine.
0: All right, so I think that Celestine wants to get a little closer into the battle now, seeing Crater take some, take some gunshots. So I've got to hop across this chasm here, right?
1: Yes, you do.
0: Okay, what do I got to do?
1: I need you to make an athletics check. Please.
0: Oh, please.
1: You have
0: to beat survive. a ten. It's not. It's not hard. Nat
1: twenty. Oh, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Can you describe that for us?
0: Uh, yeah. So I think uh, I, I think Celestine backs up just a little bit, just to take takes a few feet back to get a running start, and then runs, leaps over this sort of like last second leap. And then does just a little somersault in the air. No, like no, no reason for it. Just because he can. Just because the jump was so good that he somersaults in the air and then lands on the other side next to uh, next to Effigy and Crater.
5: Skaven just like sick. Wow, nice, uh, nice anime pose. <laughs> the battle
1: of the anime poses (laughs) yeah that's
0: right yeah yeah definitely just stick the landing and and like stare into uh into scavenge's eyes well if you like that i've got some other tricks to show you um and i'll use my bonus action to uh fire my light gun sick uh 19 to hit
1: 19 hits
0: oh max damage 12 damage
1: oh wow good for you oh, oh. Holy fuck everyone's fucking bringing it <laughs> turning it out
0: how you look in their
4: crater you know what uh, I am about as half uh, vital as I usually am
6: <laughs>
4: <laughs> as they say <laughs> yes, as they
0: say yeah um, let's cast cure wounds on effigy
6: oh.
1: uh, eight, eight hit points okay awesome. So her second time going back up, <laughs> she, again, I, I said this in the last session, but she's, she's not as used to like falling unconscious and getting back up in the heat of battle. You, you can tell that she's not necessarily built for battle. <laughs> she's, once again, kind of sits up blearily, looks pretty dazed. Um, and she's like holding her head, she looks a little bit in pain. Um, anything else on your turn, Celestine? No, that's perfect. Skivin just pissed that
3: Effigy
5: is up. He's going to turn towards the owl and just be like, Oh, what the fuck are you guys doing in there? Come on, Disasteroids. Get the fuck out here. And as he says that,
1: you watch as three more of these very strung out people (laughs) jump out of the flying vehicle and into the suspended temple. They've got kind of a crazed look in their eyes, same as uh, same as the, <laughs> the last batch that you have dis- disposed of already, <laughs> um, but they are they look determined nonetheless. So one of them, let's say Steam Android, he's got like a very dark exterior to him, kind of like Year's Crater where he looks like he's been uh, under a lot of heat for a very long time, but like to a maximum amount. Like, the metal of his Uh, frame is just like crispy (laughs) yeah you're wondering how it's even keeping together but anyway uh he runs past scavenge and right up to you crater and he is going to let's see what he what is he gonna do he's gonna hit you twice with a uh with a funky sword that he's got
4: can you give me both of those individually
1: okay so the first one i mean let's see if he hits i should be more positive this is gonna hit (laughs) (laughs) well uh, 11.
4: Uh, misses. Okay. early
1: Okay, that's better. Uh, 22.
4: Oh, Jesus. Okay, yeah, that hits.
1: Okay. It's not a ton of damage. It's only six damage, half to three for you. Okay. And then he's going to use a bonus action disengage, and he'll go... Just past you, Crater. He kind of sneaks between Crater and Linger and goes and hangs out beside Effigy and Riot. That's his turn.
4: Does Linger get a opportunity attack because of that? He disengaged. Oh, never mind. As a bonus I'll action.
1: No, no, it's totally fine. No, no. Call- I'm sorry. Please feel f- feel free to call me on my shit. I'm trying to win. Um, this, this, uh, the next person who jumps in, scrawny little guy with the uh, with pink hair and sunglasses, even though it's nighttime, and he runs up to you, crater, and he's also going to take two sword swipes at you. Okay, first one is, oh, fuck, it's a natural two. Okay, miss. So, second one's a natural <laughs> twenty.
4: Fuck. Okay. What's the what's the total on that?
1: 14, half to seven. 14,
4: half to seven. Okay.
1: Still up? Yep. Okay. And yep. <laughs> then the third one who jumps from the vehicle down into the temple is going to run in, also past Scavenge. She'll actually hang out next to Scavenge. She's not going to get into the fray. She's got, like, huge, like, 80s, like, pink, bubblegum pink and blue hair. Nice. And a very bored expression on her face. Uh, she is going to do... Uh, what's called a lightning stab so she'll hold out a funky sword as well and she is going to target effigy and effigy needs to make a dc 12 dexterity saving throw
4: can she see effigy she's kind of hiding behind me
1: she's not hiding i mean she's she's very much not god damn you know it. <laughs> sorry but not 20 oh god jeez so that's that's effigy and her Saving throw, I should be clear. Oh, 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 okay, right, yes. Good. good. Effigy only takes half damage, which is three. She's still up, (laughs) but barely. She's like barely hanging on. (laughs) She doesn't have a ton of hit points. Okay, and then finally, uh, oh, the sleeping disasteroid. So for the sleep spell, does he get to save at the end of it? Just getting it right now. Just checking. Until the spell ends, the sleeper takes damage or someone uses... No, he's just still sleeping. Sick, nice. that's his whole thing. And finally, <laughs> that will bring us, thank you, everybody, for
3: <laughs> staying with me there. That'll bring us to Riot, top of the round. Okay. I guess I'll kind of just make my way through these Disasteroids. I'm going to use my short sword. Oh, sick. Uh, so I'm going to start with the one in front of me here. Yeah, awesome. Nat 20, baby, to hit. Oh, oh my <laughs> God. <I was> <laughs> and then that includes uh, Sneak Attack. Yep. Yeah. Right. Oh my god! Yeah, you got all
1: all sorts of friends oh, next so to you. So this is three d six. Yeah, and then double double that. Double that <laughs> for because he rolled a not twenty. Oh, sick! Okay, so
3: <laughs> I just rolled. 11, so 22 damage. Oh my god. Riot. Yes. <laughs> you just got here. <laughs> um, how do you
1: want to fucking slice into this dude? Uh, I want a Steam Android, just to be clear.
3: Okay, great. Well, I want to like look him right in the eyes and just take a little slow saunter his way, make him really uncomfortable by looking him straight yeah. in the eyes unblinkingly. And then last minute, just leap up in the air a little bit and come down on him through the top of his head with my sword as far down as it'll go. Oh, Oh, shit.
5: Oh, Another amazing anime
3: move. (laughs) Oh, my God. And then when he's down, I'll rip (laughs) it out by standing on his body and uh, giving it a little tug. (laughs) Oh, Oh my God. (laughs)
1: God. You... (laughs) disposed of him so, he literally just like fucking waltzed in here. He's like, hey, what's up? And then you just put a sword in his head.
4: <laughs> I'm having a bad day.
3: <laughs> then I lick my thumb <laughs> and wow. I rub some of the grease off of my short sword and have a look at this uh, seven guy with like a little <gasps> bit of a wink. Oh my Whoa. god. Skiffin just like, Ugh. That was my best guy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Seems like you need to hire some more quality people, there, friend.
1: Anything else on your turn? Do you want to move? I'm gonna move a little bit towards this last disasteroid fellow that's close to me. Awesome. At the end of your turn, uh, Scavinge is going to use another legendary action and attack Linger again with his static field. So I know Linger, you have a beefy. See, that's 14 to hit. I don't think that hits you, right? No, fucking hit. <laughs> Sick. Okay. Well, I had to try because it was coming back around to Scavinge. It's Scavinge's turn. You fucking
5: disasteroids are really letting me down right now. Come on. Get her. Let's get out of here. We'll leave Riot t- <laughs> posting her pictures on Pip, I guess. Right, babe? Wink, wink, wink. Suck my dick. <laughs> <laughs> I would literally love to do that.
1: <laughs> Maybe later. Scavinge is going to shoot Crater. <gasps> Actually, hang on. No, bring it on. Let's go, bitch. This is nasty. Oh, this is fucking nasty. (laughs) Uh Uh-oh. Scavenge points his gun at you, Crater, and readies a shot, but then he notices that Crater, Effigy, Celestine, and Riot are all in a tight group, uh, along with apparently a Disasteroid, but he doesn't really care. (laughs) So he points his gun in your direction, Crater, but then arcs it upwards instead. And hang on, I have to roll for something here. Okay, he's fine. So you see that similar to Scavenge's static field move, sparks dance up his mechanical arm, but this time they are much bigger and much more erratic. There's another glowing electric field growing on the end of his arm, and this time he has a look on his face of almost perverse fear. And then there is a sudden release of this energy as the sparkshot flies off his arm and quickly dances across the battlefield. You all take a moment and look around and watch as it nears each disasteroid. Their faces each flash with fear as they hold up their swords and try to deflect the electrical ball to the next person, kind of like a hot potato, and it finally reaches a final disasteroid who arcs it up, 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 and then it falls to this cluster of you centered on effigy. So I need riot crater celestine effigy and this disasteroid to make a dexterity saving throw and you have to beat a 13 <laughs>
4: uh i have advantage because i am a barbarian fail for celestine
1: okay fuck
4: the 12
1: just fails uh i got 15 okay so you succeed uh effigy rolled a nat 14 so she also succeeds um so riot and effigy you're going to take Seven lightning damage, which puts effigy back down. Crater and Celestine, you each take fourteen lightning damage. Oh,
4: mm-hmm. I'm down. Okay, I had I had fourteen hit points.
1: Oh, oh my, my god, god. <laughs> uh, that's all Scavinge can do with this with his turn, though. So that's going to bring us to linger. Oh god,
0: heat metal is off. By the way, I failed the constitution saving throw.
1: Okay, good to know.
5: Okay, linger is going to roll between creator and scavenge he's going to is it a bonus action to stabilize someone it would be an action okay and it's a medicine check correct okay i'm gonna do that okay um, oh, geez.
1: As you do that, you're going to get an attack of opportunity from two Disasteroids and Scavenge. Okay, I'm going to, okay, <laughs> check it out. I'm going to use a key point to use the <laughs> yes. dodge action as a bonus action. Step of the wind. Yeah, so
5: I use a bonus action to, like, really deftly dodge around these Disasteroids that are trying to, like, funky sword me. <laughs> um, but his determination is such that he's gotten all the way to Effigy, and he's going to lean down and use his action to uh, Stabilizer.
1: Sick. So roll, uh, you just have to beat a 10 on a medicine check. All right.
5: Oh,
1: it's a seven. Oh my oh, God. No.
5: Yeah. Oh. And he's like, effigy, effigy, come on, effigy. Oh,
1: feeling a little, a little emotional linger. <laughs> it's just not happening for you. And unfortunately that was your bonus action and your action.
5: All right. He's just going to stay there, like freaking reaching down and just shaking effigy with like more and more panic. Like he he can't really focus on anything else right now.
1: Yeah. And she's not. It, it, nothing's happening with her. She's still alive. She's just, yeah. Oh, God. Um, and that's going to bring us to Crater. Crater, I need you to make a death saving throw.
4: I think this is the first death saving throw of the campaign.
1: Yep. Woof. Yeah. <laughs> <Ruff.
4: laughs> uh, not one. Jesus. Whoa.
5: <gasps> so for <gasps> listeners, Yikes. you get three <laughs> chances to succeed at a death saving throw. If you lose all of those three chances, your character's perma-dead. When you roll a nat one, that counts as two fails that's where we're at right now with crater sorry sean
4: (laughs) uh you know i wasn't i wasn't that attached anyways it's fine (laughs) (laughs) that's my turn
1: oh my god okay (laughs) celestine you're up
0: well luckily luckily celestine's up right after crater all right i'm gonna do i'm gonna also do something i think uh that i haven't done yet so celestine seeing effigy go down crater go down, Celestine reaches down to his belt buckle, the little metal disc on his belt buckle, and he turns it a little bit. And the image of the chariot that's sort of been surrounding him, that constellation image of the chariot, it kind of flickers and then rearranges into um, into a constellation that represents the star arcana. Oh. And so now whenever I cast a healing spell, I can heal myself or uh, someone within 30 feet of me, like an additional target, I can heal them um, for wow. a
1: D8 as well. <laughs> Holy that's fuck. Awesome.
0: So that's my bonus action to wild shape, uh, change my wild shape. Um, and then for my action, I will cast Cure Wounds on Crater. Okay smart <laughs> that is nine hit points for crater thank you buddy you are back up wow um
1: that's a good roll too mm-hmm. yeah
0: yeah that that works out all right um and then um so i am gonna so that's another d8 that's seven more points to crater
4: oh Ooh. i am perfectly fine now thank you
0: yeah all right well that's uh wow that's odd, but... all right Crater, buddy on your feet now
4: <gasps> oh thank you little guy all right let's kill this fucker
6: that's my oh, turn.
1: Fuck. Um, if you hadn't have done that, the disasteroids are next, and with one hit on crater, they could have killed him.
0: Wow. Yep. Fuck. Not while well I'm around. <laughs>
1: Whew. Okay. Uh, let me just let my heart rate go down a little bit, and then. Uh, <laughs> uh, okay. This disasteroid uh, next to Scavenge, um, the one who did a lightning stab i'm gonna roll to see if that she regains that ability uh she sure doesn't so she is going to you know what she watched crater recently go down uh and so she knows that you're probably not doing so great so she's gonna she's gonna walk up to you and she's gonna she's gonna try to put you back down hasted
4: and i'm not raging anymore right So I that's right correct rats
1: Rats. Okay, that's two attacks on you. Don't worry, I roll like shit. Um, So one is a six, which <laughs> <The> I <laughs> don't think it's No. Nope. But, but one is a 12.
4: <sighs> that is my armor class. So oh. Uh. <laughs> we gotta do something okay, about so that. I know.
1: That is a five damage to you
4: oh man it's really stupid to make dex my dump stat
1: (laughs) (laughs) you're still up though i assume yeah i'm good okay the next disasteroid who's able to go the like pink haired sunglasses wearing dude he pulls down his sunglasses very briefly because he can't really see and just wanted to make sure he can (laughs) tell what's going on (laughs) stupid okay he's gonna run around riot
4: uh can i swipe at him he does that
1: yeah you can
4: okay uh, that's a 18 to hit. 18 hits. Okay. So that's with my axe. Uh, 13 damage to
3: him. Wow. Holy fuck. Can I swipe at him?
1: Um, you can't yet because he technically, like, moved within your range. However, he is going to drag Effigy as far as he can. And when he does that, Riot and Celestine each get an attack of opportunity. on oh, yes. him. <laughs>
4: I'm not sure if this was the smartest move here, bud.
3: Eat it, old man. <laughs> I was 21 to hit. Yeah, 21 hits. <laughs> This might be very bad. Oh, God. Yeah. You're a funeral
0: bot. I only got 12 to hit, so that's
3: all right. Uh, 12 does not hit. Okay, so Riot... um you and get sneak so, attack too, right? Yeah, I was going to say, he's within five feet of Celestine here. Yes. You do. Okay. Sick.
4: Kill him, kill him, kill him.
3: That is 10 damage. Oh, my God, he had nine hit points. All right, <laughs> 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 okay, Riot, how do you want to... How do you want to kill him as he's dragging Effigy away? I want to stand my ground and just like over the head like spin chuck my short sword with such accuracy like (laughs) right through the guy's chest holy (laughs) fuck
1: okay well since that happened as he left your range i would i would imagine he gets effigy a little bit away from you guys but only like five feet away Mm -hmm. is that fair Mm -hmm, i mean yeah okay she's still there but he is uh expired and That'll bring us to the top of the round again. Frickin' <laughs> Riot, you keep killing people on other people's turns, which is insane, <laughs> so, uh,
3: we are back up to Riot's turn. All right, I'm gonna move up to this fucker with the lightning sword. I'm one standing between a crater and a skivenge there. Can I do like a little walk over, grab my short sword, like I'm not hurrying anywhere, and then go over? Because I think I have enough movement for that. Oh yeah, sick. All right, I'm going to hit them with, let me see. That is 13 to hit? Uh, 13 just hits, yeah. Mm. Okay, and I can do sneak attack, so nine damage. Okay.
1: Sick. Yeah, it hurts her a little bit, um, but she's still up. She's still looking okay. Anything else on your turn, Riot?
3: kind of want to give Skavinja a look that he doesn't know what to do with. <laughs> is he horny? Is he mad? I don't know. One of your indecipherable looks. I forgot about those. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Um, at the end of your turn, Riot, Skivinj is going to use two legendary actions to gain six hit points back. Oh, oh, Jesus. And that will bring us to Skivinj's turn. All right, so at this point, scavenge like, getting that indecipherable look from Riot,
5: he raises... <laughs> his mechanical arm in the air with the gun as if he's going to do that thing that he did before and then points over at Effigy and looks riot dead in the eye and is just like baby you know what I'm capable of I uh, I don't know your friends names so let's call you little baby and big baby Hey. but uh, I, can this, uh, Wait, I can take this I can mean, take this friend of yours a lot
0: <laughs> then <laughs> I don't know how to feel about that
5: Well, look, I mean, maybe we can deal with our feelings later. I was in the middle of an anime speech. Oh, my apologies.
0: Please do finish.
5: Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Little baby, thank you very much. Yeah, your friend over here. I mean, you know my methods. I can take her alive or dead. It's up to you.
0: I think we choose the third option. You don't take her at all.
5: He's about to respond to that. But before he can, something happens very suddenly. So
1: you all start to hear and and feel something and there's no ignoring it as it approaches. The trees are actually starting to groan as their massive branches are shaken by the approaching tempest, and a near-deafening humming fills the temple. The source comes from above you and is intense. Smaller branches rip directly from the trees, they spin about you as you finally get a full look at it. Hovering there, dragon-sized bird. A hummingbird, specifically. The colorful patch on its neck, reflecting brilliantly even in the low light, and its overlong beak poking through the canopy as it stares down at you all. Its wings pump a furious blur, creating small, debris-filled cyclones as the wind shakes the forest itself in a furious throttle, and it advances. (laughs)
0: What
1: the fuck?
4: What? What? (laughs) What? (laughs) Linger, is this common in the woods here?
1: Uh...
0: That is the biggest hummingbird I did ever see.
1: Yeah, you've never seen anything like this. Certainly no dragon-sized birds where any of you come from, but it also carries a very prominent feeling of immense power that demands your attention in this moment. And before Skivinj is able to take his turn, everyone turns to look at this massive new entity that has made an appearance at the temple, and it starts to beat its wings rapidly, and the wind picks up heavily. The wind is now the most intense you've felt it since you've been in this area, and I'm going to need every single person on the battlefield to make a strength saving throw. Yo. And I think we should roll for the sleeping guy who's on the edge of the yeah, yeah, yeah to yeah, yeah, see yeah. If,
3: he, if he falls off <laughs> or 100%. <laughs>
5: Okay, um, I can use as Linger my wisdom instead of my strength. Okay, so
1: um, I think Effigy is down, right? Yeah. Okay, so Effigy auto-fails. Celestine, what did you get on your strength saving throw? 11. That is a fail. We're looking to beat a 12 here. Oh, great. Uh, (laughs) Linger, I rolled a 2,
3: so I have a 7. Okay. Crater.
4: Crater rolled a 5, so that's an 11. Oh, Fighter, okay.
0: strength is supposed to be your thing, bud.
3: <laughs> that's pl- supposed to be your six,
4: thing. man. I have a plus six, but like I can't roll for shit today for oh. some reason.
1: <laughs> and if you were raging, you would have an advantage, yep. but oh, that sucks. Um, Riot, what did you get? Four. Oh my god. Holy shit. Okay, I'll roll for this disasteroid. Um, the one that's still a week. <laughs>
4: The one on the edge manages to survive this, and we don't. That's ridiculous.
1: <laughs> um, yeah. This disasteroid fails and scavenge. Literally everybody failed.
4: <laughs> oh <my> <laughs> <God>. <laughs> All right. It, it, was a, well. it was a DC twelve.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: How, how is that <laughs> how possible? Did everybody failed a DC twelve. <laughs> <laughs> and
1: finally, I'm going to roll just a luck check to see <laughs> if this uh, disasteroid on the edge of the um, of the edge of the cliff falls. Uh so eleven through twenty, uh he won't. That's an age Yeah, Bye. <laughs> rolls off the edge. Goodbye. Bye, bitch. Holy shit. You put him to sleep, right? And then like fucking four turns later he just <laughs> <laughs> Long game. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, here's what happens. Every single person here falls prone. And is knocked 10 feet back. In what direction? Uh, away from the hummingbird. So luckily, none of you... Riot was barely oh. close enough to the oh. edge. What about <laughs> Scavenge? Scavenge looks like he's... He's close, but he's... Uh, there. There's a, still a platform there, so he's fine. All right. Um, but all of you... Uh, you know, <laughs> no one is ready for this. And you all just get fucking pushed back. And the bird is just like i mean like a regular hummingbird you can't see its its wings actually flapping it's just so fast but you can feel the vibrations of it and it's almost deafening in here like it's just uh just a constant vibration hum and it's just kind of like staring into uh into the into the temple and kind of almost through all of you there's something kind of unnerving about it
0: you mean other than the fact that it's a giant hummingbird
1: (laughs) other than the fact that it's a giant hummingbird it's uh, spooky (laughs) um but scavenge finally gets his turn he has to use half of his movement to stand up all right he's gonna turn to you one more time riot
5: and be like last chance my pet how you want this to go dead or alive you
3: piece of human scrap Oh, oh. Who do you think you are coming here on my turf and doing whatever the fuck you want? Your turf. <sighs> since when is the middle of the forest your turf, honey? I got here first. Well, I'm gonna leave first. You know, I hate to say it, but it's been a while since I've seen moves like that. And it's been a while since I've seen your body move. Yeah? I also think it's been too long since I've heard our metal clinging together. <laughs>
0: Oh, uh, Celestine's just, like, looking at the ground, <laughs>
3: shuffling fuck. his feet very uncomfortably. <laughs> Roll me a persuasion check. Okay. I think decep- deception. Deception. Deception, yeah. I think
1: either one. Whichever Whichever you want to go for here.
3: Uh, okay, that's uh, 17. So you're
5: telling me that you're missing the action.
3: I don't feel alive when I'm doing all this good shit, you know? Not since, like old times how it used to just light me up i told you that you'd never feel alive again when you left but uh I tell you what i'll take care of the situation and then maybe we
1: can talk scavenge is going to okay he's going to use half his movement to stand up um and then he's going to he's going to try to shoot because everybody else is laying down prone he's going to shoot at effigy he unfortunately is disadvantaged because she is prone as well and he's using a ranged weapon but let's see how this goes <laughs> Wow, I rolled two sixteens. Jesus. Oh. in a very uncharacteristic move, so that absolutely hits. Um, and she is down, so it doesn't even matter. He's gonna shoot her foot off.
3: Oh, oh. fuck.
1: And okay. with that high of a roll, he's certainly able to, but Riot, you get the sense that he was like, he was aiming to kill before, and whatever you just said to him, it seemed to get through. Okay. So he shoots off the foot. Uh, he has one more shot in him. He's gonna shoot, Everyone's prone. That's so annoying. Well, fuck it. He'll shoot Crater. Oh, it's always Crater.
4: That's always shoot Crater.
1: Okay, um,
4: great. Yeah. Everyone bully Crater. It's so much fun. Okay.
5: I knew you were a big baby when I saw you. To be fair,
0: you are a very large target.
1: <laughs> Not one.
5: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, this, this never happens to me, I swear.
1: <laughs> um, that'll bring us to Linger's turn. Linger, having seen what...
5: Scavenge just did to Effigy, he's fucking going after Scavenge. He's going to roll right up. I'm not going to use a key point this time, so I think I am going to take that uh, attack of opportunity from the Disasteroid there.
1: Uh, you don't move out of her range, so you're okay.
5: Oh, right. Okay, so that's cool. And now I am going to... Yeah, I'm going to spend my last uh, key point for a Flurry of Blows. Sick. Um, da, 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 Actually, da, da. you
1: you haven't even attacked yet, so you can do your attacks first.
5: Okay, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to move... Is that ten feet that I moved? Yeah, ten feet in a straight line. And uh, just, like, clips Gavinge with the edge of uh, my wheels uh, with the, like, spikes coming out on the way. Sick. Oh, it's a nine.
1: (laughs) Nine does not hit, unfortunately. All right,
5: he spins out a little bit and then, like, corrects and faces Gavinge again. um, And then he's going to spend a, like, frustrated key point to do flurry of blows. So that's... Uh, 24, yes. Yep. And that's another 24. Holy shit. Okay, come on, damage, come on. Come through for me this time.
1: Come through. Oh, God, that's another
5: one. So four, nine damage. Okay, oh, man. Man, it's still cool. (laughs) It's still cool. Linger seems like a little, a little overloaded at this point. Like, he's, he's having trouble, like, containing his emotions. He's shaking a bit. Fair enough.
1: Crater, you're up.
4: I am going to just get right beside linger here Mm -hmm. I'm gonna look over at Riot look her in the eyes and like give her kind of a look to say like hit him or no
3: and I'm like gonna make an undetectable maybe only to you because you know me very well at this point to be like
4: Fuck yeah okay okay i'm going to pull a page out of his book here i am going to take out my great axe Mm -hmm. and i have a uh, scrapper prone right in front of me and i'm going to wield back my great axe and look like i'm about to come down on top of her and then i'm going to stop i'm going to turn towards him and then i'm going to enter into a rage and i'll Uh bring my great axe down on top of his head recklessly. Oh, <laughs> sick. It's not so fun when people do it to you, eh, bud? <laughs> oh my god, it's a nat 20. Yes. yes. Oh my god! <laughs>
1: yes! <Shit! laughs> do that, DimDim.
4: Uh, that's 15 points. Oh, sorry. Uh, it's a nat 20. So uh, 18 plus 6 equals 24 damage. Oh my oh, god. Yeah.
1: Wow. He looks not great. <laughs> Holy shit. Well, no, he he still looks fine, but that, would, that wouldn't fucking hurt. That one caught my attention. Cool. Anything else on your turn, Crater?
4: Can I place a hand on Linger's shoulder and just kind of grip tight in preparation for what I assume is another hummingbird <laughs> gust coming soon, since he's like sure. kind of on the edge of this cliff? Yeah.
1: Ooh. Um. With this rage, did anything change with Crater's...
4: Uh, yes, yeah, so I, I think this rage. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go back to my slinky arms.
1: Uh, awesome. At the end of your turn, Crata. 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 He is going to static field you. You hate to see it. You hate to see it.
4: Is that an attack?
1: It's a nut too. It is an attack, but okay. he doesn't. He, he whiffs big time. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, okay, <laughs> <laughs> Celestine, that was that was all me. That was not scaveng. Same fuck, uh, Celestine, you're up.
0: How big is that hummingbird?
1: Size class-wise, or like an actual size estimate?
0: Uh, size class-wise.
1: It is considered huge. It puts out at about twenty feet wingspan. I can't wait to see who this is. Going. All
0: right, I'm gonna cast enlarge reduce on the hummingbird and make it half its size. Oh, fuck yeah! Fucking girl. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh my god. Uh does it save for it?
0: It's unwilling it has to make a constitution saving throw. I guess I didn't consider that. But yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. So Are You
1: absolute monster. <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do you want to roll or do you want me to? I can do it. Okay. I can do it. Okay. 17.
0: Yeah, yeah, that succeeds. Oh.
1: <laughs>
0: shit. Yep. All right. Okay. Well, that's it. Uh that's my turn. That's everything I got.
1: I mean, that was a oh. really fucking good idea. That would have that would have t- Turn the tides a little bit.
0: Actually, sorry. I'm going to move toward the hummingbird. I'm going to move uh, just, yeah, like closer to the edge because if it's blowing away. Then
1: yes. So you will have to use half your movement to stand up since you were prone. Mm,
0: sure. Yeah. Let's see. Then I think I can back back a little bit. That's,
1: okay, that's right. Perfect. Um, okay. At the end of your turn, Skivinj is going to Static Fields Crater again. Okay. Or try to, I should say. <laughs> mhm. It's a nat three. That's just not. It's just not going to do it. It's just not.
4: Oh man, I got a really cool Um, ability I want to use, but you don't. But you can't (laughs) hit me.
1: (laughs) Shut up. The remaining disasteroid's turn. She's the one with the kind of bubblegum pink hair, huge '80s hair. She is going to, as a bonus action, disengage. She'll use half her movement to stand up. She grabs the foot, uses an action to jump out of the temple, suspended temple, into the owl, and she pieces. That's her turn. It is the large bird's turn. The hummingbird starts to advance on you, and as it does, the constant vibration of the rapidly flapping wings starts to drone in a hum, and the tone of the hum starts to oscillate almost in time with each of your heartbeats, and as it does, you find yourself falling into a trance-like state. It moves forward again and each of you, Crater, Celestine, and Riot feel like it's moving towards you specifically. And as you blink your eyes and blink again, everything changes in this moment. You look to the hummingbird and realize suddenly you're able to see the flap of its wings. Watch as its shoulders rotate as it beats them. You feel the sensation of air blowing slowly into your face and your heart beats loudly in your ears. The sensation is similar to being pulled into a blink, but the feeling of not knowing where you are is much more poignant. Paired with the sensation that you're falling asleep while awake, all of you feel a deep disorientation. Familiar, you've been here recently but different. Familiar, you've been here before but unsafe, as though you are all dancing on the edge of several simultaneously spinning coins. And in this place of discomforting familiarity and suspension, the box erupts into light and from it, a song.
6: I should let you face this I should let you face it alone I should know better than to ever get involved But you've awakened my love You've awakened more than you know And I call calling I don't want you to choose Are
2: you looking for vitality Or is it all an illusion Are you looking for success Or are you going to use your imagination Are you into bond
6: Can you surrender if the stakes are high? Can you hold out hope? Can you sacrifice? Can you find serenity? I'm not worried. I'm not worried. I'm not worried. Nothing's stronger than the world. I'm not worried. But they're calling. They're gonna want you to choose. I'm not worried. But they're calling. I'm not worried. Nothing's stronger than no way.
1: final notes of the song hang heavily in the air, but through it, each of you hear something. It's choppy and difficult to understand. You're in the temple, but you're also somewhere else. It's the present time, but it feels like time has completely come to a stop for you. You're not in the temple. You're in this other familiar place, and back and forth you go, still in a trance-like state, until finally you hang in this other place long enough to start to parse what you're hearing. It's voices. Crater, we'll start with you. You hear a voice come through as you're in this different place. Are you looking for vitality? Are you looking for success? And then you hear a different voice creep in. Is it all an illusion? Will you use your imagination? Crater, which one do you go towards? Definitely the first one. Celestine, you hear a voice as you're in this different place too. Can you surrender? Can you sacrifice? Can you hold out hope? Can you find serenity? Which one do you go towards? The second one. And finally, Riot, you hear a voice as you enter this familiar, unfamiliar place. Are you, uh, into bondage? Are you tempted? Riot, can you be true? Are you into consequence. And which one do you go towards? The second one. So as you hear these voices and you start to get drawn, you realize you sort of have to pick a direction here and each of you make that choice and start to go towards the one that's calling you in that moment. You suddenly find yourself like shunted back into reality in this moment and you're all sort of just like trying to regain your composure here because you feel almost like nauseous as you were between two worlds almost for it's hard to say how long you were doing that for in any case as you kind of come back and it's like oh and you feel time start to regain its uh normal movement suddenly you're blinded as the box emits a light brighter than you've ever seen. It almost lights up the entire mountain range around you, and you can see so, so far. And as that happens, the huge bird gets driven back. The light seems to push it back, and it looks like it's trying to fight against it, and its wings are beating like crazy. And it doesn't look like it's in pain necessarily, but it's just, like, thrown backwards very, very uh, forcefully. In this moment, Crater, you feel a boon come over you as you've chosen which voice you wanted to go towards you feel sort of a new ability just you can tell that's very very temporary but it fills you nonetheless you start to feel like you realize you look down and your feet are off the ground and you currently have a 40 foot fly speed what oh (laughs) yeah
4: shit big boy can fly
1: celestine you look around in this moment and try to uh, regain your composure and you notice that uh, as you blink, you're having a harder time seeing Riot and, and Crater because they just seem to be so well hidden. And as you look around, you notice that you're kind of like cloaked in shadow too, or rather cloaked in light as this box is emitting the, all this light around. you. And you all seem to be like blending into it very well. You can tell that you have this uh, just sort of a heightened sense of how to be very good at hiding yourself. You and your party are cloaked in a Pass Without Trace spell. Okay. And Riot, as you stand here and you can feel that you went towards that second voice, that second voice, instead of putting the boon on unto you you notice you kind of feel like a a connection between you and this hummingbird and you watch as it it starts to fly back towards you from as far away back as it is and it stops for a second and like the wings stop beating and it seems like almost like stunned and you watch as as this happens it starts to drop out of the air a little bit and you can tell that it's been stunned temporarily A lot happens here all at once, and as you're all taking this in, you notice that as you look back, Scavenge is scrambling out the side of the temple and jumping into the second owl. Damn it. God, I forgot how it felt to, uh, barely make it
5: out. uh, well, listen, baby, if you ever want to feel alive again, well, I guess I'd say you know where to find me,
1: but you don't, so see ya on Pip. And you all hear the engines of the owls start to rev up. The box continues to emit this light and the hummingbird is stunned for a minute but you all have this moment of like collective knowledge that you've been given this boon and Celestine something else happens to you here in this moment as well because as you watch this hummingbird sort of in slow motion and all of this the music came over you and the boons came over you you go into a spell
0: These beasts have not shown themselves since the beginning of recorded history. That being said, we do know of them. We know they present when steps are taken toward the end of the collective journey. However, we do not know what purpose they serve. Perhaps they protect the Arcana, or perhaps they protect us.
1: Perhaps they are protectors of the sanctity of the journey itself.
0: We also know their forms. They are said to be three parts of a whole. The body manifests as an armored carapace, as tall as a mountain and able to dig through the sands of a dry and barren land.
1: The soul manifests below water, representing constant change, flow, and the strength to embrace it.
0: Finally, the mind manifests as all-seeing, soaring above the land, providing constant watch.
1: You recall its name.
0: You recall the Vultralect. The Vultralect. <laughs> these three beasts are legend but they
1: are familiar to you
0: the process of the beast becoming known begins with so i think celestine is like non-responsive i think that you probably see the um, the the constellation fade from around celestine and his like his light gun flicker out and and go out and he's just like staring blankly forward not responding
5: Jesus Christ effigy effigy um and he's uh he's gonna be like shaking her awake and it's just like they got it they got her foot this is really bad you
1: guys we'll move out of initiative here um so you guys tell me what you want to do
3: there's no way that we can get to those owls from here is there like they're already quite a distance you could try I could fly
4: but I don't I don't know <laughs> could I come with you um Celestine are you do are you doing okay what
0: what happened
4: what's going on man uh, what
0: what what's go what? they're getting away? What happened? They're getting away.
1: Are we going after them? The bird is starting to approach again. It seems to have uh, lifted out of its temporary stun, and it's starting to move towards you very quick. The light from the box is still shining, but it is starting to fade. So Lingers
5: springs into action. He yells out at you guys, Get effigy! And then he races down to the end of that uh, that gangplank where the spinning, floating top is and grabs it. As the bird is approaching, he's going for this top and he's calling out for you guys to grab effigy.
4: I think this is the most important thing at the moment. So, yeah, I'll run and pick up effigy.
5: So as he reaches the end of the gangplank, he grabs the top, turns around and starts racing back towards you. And as he does, he yells, get ready for another blink. And as he comes racing back towards you, you hear another... <coughs>
1: Hey big boy, I'm Jay, one of the DMs. Hey studs, I'm Skye, and I play Riot. I just wanted to ask you, are you like into podcasts? Potentially D&D podcasts? I hate to interrupt the show, but I want to talk to you about our DD and d podcast, and specifically about our Patreon. And if you don't know what that is, Patreon is a subscription service where you can donate a set amount of money every month to
3: further someone's art project, like ours you can get in on some sweet perks in the process for our $5 a month tier. For example, you can get yourself access to episodes a day in advance ad free or a $10 a month tier where you can get access to extra content, including episodes of recharge where the DMS and players discuss the events of the previous two episodes and get a little personal, a little weird, and even a little nasty. Ooh, a little nasty,
1: but if you can't commit to that, I totally understand. We do have a coffee, which
3: is a website where you can tip us if you're just enjoying the show. And the more patrons we get, the more we can start to focus on fun stuff, like merch and eventually more content. I love more content. I love more content. But if you can't support us financially,
1: not to worry. If you just tell all your friends and maybe leave us a review,
3: that would be so helpful. You can hit us up at planetarcana.com and patreon.com slash planetarcana. Also, hit us up on all of the socials. It's planetarcana pod on all the things. See you at the bar stud. Back to the show.
5: And you find yourselves blinked back into just kind of a, a very nondescript area of the forest that you traveled up here through. And, you know, Linger obviously has been a little bit exerted by doing this. So he's just like, he rolls on over to Effigy and just just like puts a hand on her. Just like, Effigy, you okay?
1: She in in this moment, is still unconscious. Okay, he might try to roll a medicine. Okay. It's a 15. That's able to stabilize her. However, her foot getting blasted off by gunshot was obviously not very, uh, you know, sur- surgically done. <laughs> it's just like a very sloppy way of of taking the foot off. And in any case, um, you can tell... Uh, linger from, like, trying to do this medicine check that a bunch of her wires are exposed here. You can see her eyes are kind of blinking in and out. Um, She seems quite damaged uh, and she seems to almost be, like, malfunctioning in this moment that, like, the shot to her foot and the fact that part of it was severed and it's no longer there, she's in need of, like, further attention than just a, uh, you know, just a medicine check, is what I'll say. Oh, God something's not right i think she's in shock
0: linger if you if you don't mind i i would like to try to help
3: please 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 do
0: i'll uh i'll cast cure wounds 12 12 health
3: okay
1: it far exceeds her maximum hit points however um as much as she's like alive now you can tell that something is still not quite right with her the wires are still missing and it, Unfortunately, just the the magic of cure wounds is enough to, like, keep someone alive and keep someone fighting. But she's also not a fighter, and she's missing a piece of her that seems to be a pretty central component of, like, the way
3: that she functions. Did we see what direction the owls went in once they left?
1: So the main feature of the owl vehicles are that they are imperceptible at night. Since there was a huge amount of light from the box, I'd let you roll a perception check to see if you happened to catch it in that moment.
3: Okay. That is 13.
1: Okay. I would say there was a lot going on with you at that moment, and it's hard to tell um, which direction they went. You seem to know that guy, Riot.
3: <sighs> in a manner of speaking. I'm not proud of it, but I do know that he has hideouts, and I know of three.
5: You know of three hideouts? Mm-hmm. You think that that's where they're going?
3: <sighs> Knowing his style, he always would have a hideout after a job that he would take his group. He, this fucking disastrous. group is so stupid. He started out with his name. It's just, forget it.
5: I don't really want to forget it. Tell me. Tell me about them. What? Who are these people?
3: I mean, they were fledgling when I knew him, but they're dangerous. They're chaotic. They're a rotating crew, and they do whatever he says, and, and he's probably the worst- person imaginably is no fucking morals that i can see so these guys are dangerous
4: can i can i ask why you're with them in the first place
3: scavenge and i came up together in a manner of speaking we were you know young and learning how to work the streets and you know we were both hot and <laughs> had like you know just just started dabbling and modding and we were in sodium working under the same teacher and at a time I thought that maybe there was like a softness there underneath it all that he was covering up something that was beautiful underneath and there wasn't he and I parted ways a long time ago
5: you say that you might have an idea of where they're going
3: he has three hideouts I know they're in Dentsburg tech historic and mid How
5: how we gonna figure out which one to go to you know like she seems fine for now but uh i, I don't know what's gonna to happen to her without this foot
3: there's no kind of tracking that this foot might have is there
5: i can't really ask her i don't know of any tracking i mean she might be able to track it but say let me take a look at that map
3: i hand it over to him
5: oh right yeah this was in this wasn't scrappers can't
1: god damn it
3: I know Scrapper's Cant, don't I? I think you do,
1: since you're a rogue. Mm -hmm. Although this was, just as a reminder to everybody, it was in Scrapper's Cant and it was coded. Right. I'm trying to remember what that word is. Like a... A a cipher? Yeah, like it's like ciphered, which is just to say that you'd have to spend some time with it if you wanted to try to crack it, basically.
3: Well, what are your thoughts with the map, Linger?
1: I mean, uh, I kind of
5: want to head straight towards the most likely spot, you know, so... Well, I think we uh, this map is our best bet. The closest hideout would be Tech Historic. Okay, can can we try, like, can you take a stab at this, maybe, the, the text? <sighs>
1: I can try. I need you to roll me an intelligence check. Uh-oh.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Don't be so hard on yourself. You're smart.
1: <laughs> Thanks,
4: bud. You're one of the smartest people I know,
1: right?
3: Oh. This. Uh, okay. Oh. Uh, that's a 12. <laughs> you, great. Medium. <laughs> you do
1: actually with that, especially since you were just kind of like surrounded by <laughs> surrounded by the past, basically for you. And a lot of things are kind of uh popping back up into your memory. You actually do manage to get like a couple letters into the codex to try to copy it through, but you don't get enough to try to actually solve it. So you've made some headway on it, but even that takes you like You can tell that you're going to have to spend a decent amount more time with this. It's not something that'll just be like a a quick solve. It might take like overnight
3: even. Well, is that something that we all want to do here? Is that something that we can afford?
1: I
4: do think that I could use a rest. Yeah, me too. And Linger, I, I understand you're probably wanting to find them as quick as possible, but they're probably miles away from here at this point already. I think it's best for all of us to... Rest for a moment, collect our thoughts, and co- come up with a game plan to try and find these fucks.
3: I can work on this overnight.
5: Okay, let me know if there's anything that I can do, anything at all, to, to help make your night easier. Uh, are we
0: safe here? Are we, well, I mean, where are we?
5: I mean, we're in the, you know, the blink brush right now. Uh, I'd say we're uh, pretty deep into it. The Magna Quartz is right our backs here. It's a forest, you know, there's some stuff in here, but. I'm not sensing any major dangerous presence right now.
4: We can take turns keep a watch, too.
3: I'll be up for a while.
4: Does anybody here have a way of getting a hold of Jitty Detective?
3: Does anybody have any brunch? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
4: we can find some berries for you. <laughs> right,
3: fuck it. Um, yeah, I can post some late night berry brunch to, <laughs> to my pip.
5: Um, you'll be able to, like, queue it up. But until you get to, like, a metropolitan center or a town or something, it won't actually go through yet. All right
3: well
1: so what's the plan you guys gonna take shifts resting or right are you gonna stay up for are you gonna sacrifice a long rest to try to work on this it's totally up to you you don't have to you can work on it for a little bit and take some sleep um just depends how long you guys want to stop here
3: if i just take a short rest i
1: can use my hit dice right to regain some you can you have to take a long rest every 24 hours otherwise you'll take a point of exhaustion but if you're willing to do that then you're totally welcome to. So you can you can get your hit points back, but basically when everybody awakens from their long rest, you'll have disadvantage on all your ability checks.
3: Mm.
1: Which you know, is totally it that's that's up to you if you're if you're okay with sacrificing your long rest for that.
3: Yeah, I mean this thing has to get figured out. Can I take can I can I really not take a long rest and still get the cipher? Probably not, right?
1: You can try. <laughs> it'll be here's what I'll tell you. You can make another intelligence check. Um, it'll be a lower DC if you're spending a bunch of time on it. And um, if anybody else takes shifts with you, they can help you, uh, i.e. give you advantage.
3: Okay, yeah, I'll I'll take a shot at it.
1: I'll, yeah, see what I can do. So is anybody going to stay up in tandem?
4: I am so hurt. (laughs) (laughs) Young, young fella, I think you got a little bit more pepping your step than I do. Would you mind taking the the first rotation here? Uh,
0: I certainly don't mind. Um, I, I did mean to have a quiet word with linger as well, so perhaps this is a good time to do that and crater's asleep already. <laughs> on the, on the <laughs> just crumples
4: onto the ground no, no, he's, he's snoring so loud it's disgusting
1: I feel like I like the idea of when you snore it's like a, a bubbling like a boiling water sound oh
4: <laughs> my god <laughs> it's amazing no, when, when I'm like exhaling it's like a tea kettle uh, oh yeah.
0: my god <laughs> Perfect. All right, Ms. Wright, I- I'll come and assist you in just a moment. But i'd I'd like to i'd like to just step aside if I could. Take your time. Uh, so I assume that like lingers over like taking care of effigy and whatnot. Yeah. So Celestine uh, just sort of quietly comes up and uh, linger. Would you Would you have a moment for me?
5: Of course, kiddo. Come on, sit down.
0: I lost a little time near the end of uh, the whole incident. At the temple, and um, well, I mean, it's it feels like it's happened before. I um, I'm gonna share something with you that not many people know, but uh, I I did not complete my my walkabout to become a a fully matured android. I I went off course, and um, and when I did, I mentally went somewhere else. I don't know what happened to me in that time. I just I was gone. I wasn't myself and then I woke and, and and I was uh in the middle of nowhere and uh I had that feeling of absence again when when the light flashed. Did you see the light?
5: I did see the light, yeah. I uh I have, haven't really had a chance to think about that with everything that's happened, but uh yeah, that felt remarkably powerful, more powerful than uh I think anything I've ever felt before, and that felt familiar to you. you're saying
0: well i'm the the feeling of not not being here the the absent feeling felt familiar to me, and uh you are the person that I know that knows the most about relics, and the light came from what you tell me is a relic, and in that moment, I knew things. I knew some things that I, I have no business knowing.
5: What kind of things?
0: Does the word Voltralect mean anything to you?
5: I I can't say I've ever heard that word in my life.
0: Nor have I. I knew, I remembered, I was told, I don't know, that there are beasts, large beasts that are meant to be. I don't know what they're meant to be, but they represent. Oh, I don't know. This is all a jumble. I, 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 I know things about uh, um, the body and the soul and the mind and 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 beasts that represent these things. And I don't know if that hummingbird that we saw is one of those things. Is real? I don't know any of this. I was hoping that you would be able to make some sense out of what I. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm all worked up. But the this information. It feels like I knew it before, and now I've remembered it, but I've never known it.
5: He kind of sits back in his chair and just gives you this very considering look and says, So you show up in the blink brush. You got your hands on something that's powerful enough that it confuses my blinks, and I find out it's a relic, and uh, that thing showed up. You're telling me that's, that's a beast, and you're telling me, is that the name, that word that you said?
0: It might be, I, I, it, it represents, that name is associated with the concept of the mind. There is a different beast for the body and the soul. Do you know of this trinity, this body, soul, and mind?
2: Kid, I have
5: never in my life heard of anything like what happened up there, ever. And I've lived in this forest since I was born. Look, I, I like you, but I gotta say, it's, it's a little alarming that this all happened when you showed up with that box until now i thought it was only related to the box and now you're telling me you you have this information you didn't know about can i can i see the box
0: well first of all linger let me say that nobody is more alarmed by all this than myself i don't know what i'm in the middle of and 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 i didn't mean to bring any trouble we did not mean to bring trouble to you and yours but i i, I just i just don't know as far as can you see the box? Well, I would have to discuss that with Ryan Crater.
5: Can you roll me a persuasion for that first part?
0: Sure. Nat one.
5: Okay. <laughs> <Attaboy>. um,
1: <laughs> um, so Celestine, <laughs> sorry, yeah, I have to interject please. here. As you roll a nat one on your persuasion check, you feel <laughs> a little, a little lighter as the icebreaker. Oh,
0: no. <laughs> oh oh golly this is not the time linger something is gonna happen and i apologize for it <laughs> oh God. i'm i'm trying to like hold hold my mouth like i'm gonna throw up and you see him like kind of like heave and like oh, mm, mm. linger what do you call an alligator in a vest what an investigator
5: <laughs> I'm so sorry. Uh, Oh, I'm so
0: sorry. This was not, that was deeply inappropriate. I apologize.
5: We're right in the middle of a,
0: I know, I know I didn't, (sighs) I couldn't help it. It's these dang mints.
1: Celestine, as you, as you deliver one final joke and have rolled a nat one on a charisma check, the hold that the icebreaker has on you loosens and you are no longer attuned to it. And let me tell you that you might have been attuned to this for the entire campaign, and we had determined ahead of time that the only way to get unattuned to it was rolling a nat one, and you just managed to do that. <laughs>
0: okay, all right, now, now, question, could I choose to reattune myself to it if I wanted? <laughs> of course. <laughs> okay all
1: right good to know
0: i will I but you will...
1: cannot unattune to it until you roll in that one on a charisma check
0: interesting so and that's true for for then like um if i were to get other magical items and you can have a max of three it would like correct take a slot all right we'll just yes. keep those in my back pocket for the <laughs> okay. moment.
5: Um, all right you're just gonna have to let me sit with that for a while okay i don't uh i don't think i'll be sleeping tonight but i uh i, I do wanna keep cooperating with you guys okay if, if you could just let me take a look at that box i'd feel a lot better
0: as i said i will discuss it with riot and crater and i personally have no problem with you seeing the box if it if it helps us i i don't believe that we are at odds so i i have no problem but i will discuss it with my friends and uh
5: okay just uh no no more jokes tonight
0: no more jokes i i do promise and and he 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 turns to go uh, celestine turns to walk away and turns back and and says uh lingert there is one more thing that i i know and that's these beasts and maybe the hummingbird was one and maybe it wasn't but these beasts they present themselves when we are taking steps toward the end of the collective journey. I'm sorry I don't know more than that, but I do know that
5: now.
3: Jesus Christ. That's uh well that's a uh, I'm
5: gonna have to sit with that one there, kiddo, I'm not gonna lie to you.
0: You and me both, friend.
5: All right, get back to me about that
3: box.
0: Yes, sir. And uh Celestine nods and wanders over to Riot.
3: How's it going, little guy?
0: He just slumps down next to her and Ugh oh, Ms. Riot, I do not know. I do not know how it is going. How is it? Uh, how how is your uh, how is your work with the map? Is there anything I can do to assist?
3: Uh, my brain is scrambled. Um, but
0: crater may have some rat. You could just <laughs> open him up, and I'm sure that would keep you up for the rest of the night. Oh,
3: I have been known to low dose. I can. Uh... <laughs> so he and
5: open his boiler while I sleep. <laughs>
3: I mean fuck it. I mean, why not? <laughs> Take a little pinky why not? Fold. It's officially a pattern.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh dear but well we do have to tell crater in the morning if you hide it that's the first sign that you've got a problem uh,
3: I know, I know. I'll just I'll give him some of mine it's fine I don't have it on me it's like I'll get it to him
4: later <laughs> Wait, so are, you, are you
1: stealing rat off of me
3: borrowing rat 50% it's just cause we know you'd say yes if you were awake
1: <laughs> crater I, I feel like I don't know is this a deep enough sleep for you to be roused by this oh god uh... I don't want to arouse him <laughs> not arouse not <I'll> him <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) I feel like
4: I'm within like I'm in my first hour of sleep after a big heavy combat so I think I'm pretty out of it
1: yeah it's also up to you creator if you want to wake up in this moment you're totally welcome to
4: I would like to wake up in this moment (laughs) okay
1: So you you the boiler and crater. You
3: uh-huh. uh, um, Hey big boy. Uh,
4: can I help you with
3: something? Okay, so I'm just gonna come out and say it. We were gonna steal some rat off of you that I was going to return to you later, but I just I need some help with this cipher. I just you know I figured you'd be okay with it, but I'm sorry I didn't.
4: I think I'm I'm like rubbing my eyes. Is is everybody doing rat? I did not <laughs> intend to do
0: rat. I, I, n- n- not at all. No. Oh my goodness, no.
3: I was literally just going to like, just like a tiny bit. Like it doesn't, like it wouldn't even matter. I wouldn't even feel anything really. It's... Oh, okay.
4: Take what you need, kiddo.
3: Thank you so much. Okay. <sighs> <laughs> all right. I'm going to dip my pinky into the little bag, maybe. Perfect. Okay. <laughs> and then put it back right back. As you take a little... <laughs>
1: Just a low dose um, for a nice smooth night (laughs) of of deciphering code. You hear a voice creep through, similarly to when you were in the car with Team Sprocket, and it kind uh, of—it's like a little bit of an invasive thought, but it doesn't doesn't feel um, negative or anything. But it just sort of pops in, and you just hear Riot. 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 You chose Chose. well. Well. And it just kind of, like, right. echoes from, like, ear to ear, pans back and forth, and just kind of, like, slowly fades away.
3: <sighs> you didn't hear anything. Did you tell the there just then?
0: Uh, no, I, am um, no. Okay, sweet, no, sweet, Ms. yeah. Ms. Did you did you say something? No. I was, uh, I was lost in thought. I, it must have just been the wind. <laughs> Ms. Riot, can I ask you a question? Sure can. Maybe this is a, a silly question but, uh, I mean, we were in that fight today, and, and, well, people died. Well, you see, it's just, we have been traveling together for some time, and, and every encounter, every, every sticky situation that we've had up till now, it's been, um, well, you know, it's been creatures, and, 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 you know, uh, sea spawn, and, and, and whatnot, and I, but today, I, I killed a person, Ms. Riot, I, I pulled them off the edge of a cliff, and I and I didn't really think twice about it. I mean, you were all in danger, and I, I you know, I, I'm, I want to protect my friends. But have you ever done something like that before?
3: So I think this kind of thing is different from the fifty percent good, fifty percent evil thing. Because I've been in a lot of situations in my life where it's kill or be killed, and sometimes, you know, if, if you hadn't done anything, that person would have gladly taken the lives of people you cared about. In that moment, that's not a blind murder. That's self-defense. That's the defense of people you love. That's the defense of, you know, potentially something so much bigger than we know what to do with here. And, you know, I understand, especially the first time, that it's hard, but I want you to know that you did the right thing. I'm here if you ever need to talk about it, because it's always so fucked up in this line of work, the situations you get yourself into. But... I'm here, and thank you for for looking out for us.
0: Celestine just, uh, I think he sits quietly for a bit and nods, and then he just reaches out and gives Riot's hand a little squeeze and uh, and says, "Is Riot, I do thank you for those words. I think I will sleep a little better tonight, and I will always do what I can to look out for you. Same to you. Always. Celestine just nods and I think just goes and lays down and stares up at the stars for a while. Damn.
3: Riot's going to really sneakily wipe a little tear away <laughs> and get down to business. Okay.
1: If you want, we can kind of play this as like you work on it for a little bit by yourself and maybe like the other two kind of wake up every once in a while and, and give you a little bit of help. Mm-hmm. Is there a specific way you think you can help with this?
0: My help was suggesting that she takes some rat.
1: <laughs>
3: Great, <laughs> I get advantage with that at least. <laughs> How about you, Crater?
4: Like I don't know, if scrappers can't or anything like that. But like I might, like I might recognize some symbols. Like I may have seen similar ciphers working in this industry for fifty plus years. So for sure, might have, yeah. Like, yeah. Like a, some basic knowledge that I might be able to help with some of the maybe some of the missing pieces that uh, she's unable to crack herself. Yeah,
1: that makes total sense to me. Okay. So, over a long night here, Riot, you get to work, start writing things down on the side of the map, trying to make a cipher for yourself. Every once in a while, Celestine will wake up and just check on you, I guess, and make sure that you're still <laughs> feeling okay. And Crater will, every once in a while, get up and offer some insight into like a specific symbol that he you know somewhat recognizes what's linger doing is linger gonna rest or is he gonna stay up based on the conversation (laughs) uh just that role i think he's staying up just all night yeah fair enough okay so i think maybe you guys are like sitting kind of far away so it's just kind of like a very quiet night so here's what i'm gonna say the dc was 20 to get it (laughs) And you've rolled a couple times for it you from, when you first got it, and just now, and you haven't been able to get it. But the fact that you're staying up all night, and the fact that all the whole party is working on it, I'm gonna lower the DC to fifteen. Mm-hmm. And since they're helping on it, I'll give you advantage. Okay. So yeah, so <laughs> roll with advantage. You have to get a fifteen on an intelligence check. Okay. <sighs> oh, can I cast guidance?
3: Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh.
1: Okay, so take an extra D four. Okay,
3: amazing. Okay that is a 20 without the d4 oh, oh
1: my man. god okay amazing so you are gonna take the whole night to do this regardless but you crack it i'll take the hit <laughs> yeah <laughs> i think like just as the sun is coming up and celestine and crater you guys are like starting to wake up and feel fully rested right you get it sick you put the cipher in and the code on the map reads ancient custom or high-tech organs. Ghost in Venera Vega. Rat for funds if needed. Bring to the brakes. <laughs>
6: <laughs> Woo! <laughs> <nice. laughs>
1: uh, Holy shit.
4: I think I think hearing that, like, Crater is like over the campfire making coffee and he just kinda like jumps and spills all over himself.
5: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, the coffee!
1: Hello, it's Jay, one of your DMs. Thank you so much for listening. One of our NPCs in this episode uses the mechanics found in the Combat Wheelchair document created by Sarah Thompson. Please go check it out. Follow Sarah at Mustangs Art on Twitter, check out their Patreon, Coffee and everything they've done. And of course, the Combat Wheelchair, its upgrades, subclasses and all related content is property and copyright of Sarah Thompson, aka Mustangs Art. You can find links in our episode description. Please check them out. And thank you again for listening.